welcome to Read Write Geek, a podcast for book nerds of every stripe. I'm your host, E. Marie Robertson. It's going to be a great trip. Welcome aboard. Hey, welcome to this episode of Read Write Geek. I'm so glad that you could join me today. We are going to be talking about the Hugo Awards. Stay tuned. Okay, if you don't already know, the Hugo Awards are for science fiction and fantasy, and they're awarded every year to the best work by the World Science Fiction Society. The name comes from Hugo Gernsback, who founded uh, what at the time was a pioneering science fiction magazine called Amazing Stories. It's still in publication today, and it's actually on my list of markets that I'd like to appear in. The winners of the Hugos are announced every year at Worldcon, and that's in a rotating location. In 2020, for example, the Hugos were given out at Con Zealand in an all-online ceremony. Thank you, COVID. Probably better that it was all online because it kept George R.R. R. Martin from being actually physically assaulted because he was such an ass. Uh, he was one of the primary presenters, and he made a jerk of himself in so many ways that I don't even have time to go into all of them on this podcast. If you want an idea of how bad it was, you can just note that one of this year's nominees for Best Related Works is entitled George R.R. Martin Can Fuck Off Into the Sun or the 2020 Hugo Awards Ceremony Rage Blog Edition. Uh, That's by Natalie Lures and it appeared on her blog Pretty Terrible in August 2020. I'll have a link for you in the show notes if you want to go check that out yourself. And you probably should because Natalie's phenomenal. Anyway, moving right along. This year's Hugos are going to be handed out at Discon 3 in Washington, D.C., and that's going to be on December 18th, so it's a little later than they usually get handed out, and that leaves a nice big voting window. Now, one of the things to like about the Hugo Awards is the fact that the nominations and final voting are ostensibly done by readers rather than industry professionals. Uh, One of the things not to like about the Hugo Awards is that the nominations and final voting are ostensibly done by readers rather than industry professionals. Uh, This has left it open to more than its share, maybe, of misogynistic Gamergate-style bullshit because of that reader-driven practice. In 2015, this, this was especially stupid when some, okay, let's let's speak truth here, let's be real about it, when some whiny white guys banded together to dominate the slate of nominations and literally complained in print that the Hugos had become a, notice air quotes here, air quote, affirmative action award, close air quote, because they honor some non-white and female authors and works featuring non-white and female characters. Remember that this is, these nominations are made by readers. So where these dweebs got off by claiming that there was some sort of unfair, you know, God forbid that women and people of color should be recognized as contributing to science fiction and fantasy, am I right? But never mind, this did drive something that was kind of useful in large part because of the response. These nominees that these misogynistic whiny groups put forward, five of them declined their nominations before the shortlist was published, two of them after the shortlist was published. 
And the presenter for that year, Connie Willis, who is a multiple Hugo Award winner and the author of one of my personal favorite books, To Say Nothing of the Dog, actually declined to present the awards. So that became a giant cluster you-know-what. All right, so that's a view of the dirty underbelly of the Hugos. And to be fair, this kind of behavior is not limited to the Hugo Awards. We've seen it in all kinds of other areas. Science fiction and fantasy in particular seems to have a very difficult past in terms of racism, sexism, and other sorts of isms. In response, the awards got some new rules in 2015 that hopefully will ensure that organized campaigns of this type can't dominate every finalist position in a category. Those new rules were ratified in 2016 and used for the first time in 2017. So that's pretty much all there is to say about that. The Hugos are given out over 16 or 17 different categories. And personally, I've tried to read the best novel winners every year. But this year, I'm trying something a little different. I'm committing to reading all of the nominees on the short list. And admittedly, this is inspired by the fact that I've already read one of them, am halfway through another, and have two more of the nominees on my TBR shelf just waiting for me. So, and I would love it if you would read them with me. We will talk about that in a second. But first, I want to tell you who they are. So this year's shortlist nominees for Best Novel for the the Hugo Awards, Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse, The City We Became by N.K. Jemison. Harrow the Ninth by Tamsin Muir, Network Effect by Martha Wells, Piranesi by Susanna Clark, and The Relentless Moon by Mary Robinette Kowal. A few caveats going into this. Harrow the Ninth is the second in Tamsin Muir's The Locked Tomb series, and it's the sequel to her first book, Gideon the Ninth. Now, I own Gideon the Ninth, but I haven't started it yet. Mary Robinette Kowal's The Relentless Moon is actually the third book in her Lady Astronaut series. That's also nominated for Best Series this year, and I've not read any of the books in it at all, so I feel like I need to do some catch-up before I can dive into Relentless Moon as well. So that's three books that I need to get under my belt before I jump into those two award nominees. We have a little bit of a similar situation happening with Network Effect by Martha Wells. It's the first novel-length book in the Murderbot series, but all of the rest of the Murderbot works are novellas. They're shorter, and they're really super fast reads. They're super engaging. I think There are six of them, I think. I'm not sure that it's 100% required that you read the novellas before you read Network Effect, but I think you'll appreciate it so much more if you do read them first. I plowed through every Murderbot novella as soon as it was released, so suffice to say, I'm all caught up, and I was more than ready for the novel-length effort. And let me tell you, as far as I'm concerned, it did not disappoint. I gobbled that up with a spoon. Then we get to N.K. Jemison. I pretty much love everything I've ever read of hers, which is her Stone Sky series. I think it's the Broken Earth series, and the Stone Sky is the last book in it. And the Dreamblood duology, which I thought was fantastic, and nobody ever talks about it. But her nominee this year is The City We Became, and it's actually the first in her upcoming Great Cities series. So you don't have any pre-reading required for this one, and it it can probably be considered pre-reading for next year's Hugos, because I'm pretty sure the sequel will be nominated as well. 
Rebecca Roanhorse, similar thing going on here. Black Sun is also the first in her upcoming trilogy. I've been a fan of Rebecca Roanhorse's work for quite a while, and so that's a no-brainer for me also, and that's already queued up on my Kindle. Likewise, I already have The City We Became sitting on my TBR shelf. So those two are just kind of hanging out, waiting for me to get to them. Now, last but definitely not least is Susanna Clarke's Piranesi. It's a standalone novel, um, so no pre-reading required. I'm about halfway through it right now, and it's an absolutely incredible exercise in suspension of disbelief and immersive world building. I can't even think how to describe this fantasy. You'll just have to read it. I mean, as a starting point, maybe think about how you might envision the, the environment if the entire world was inside a house. Does that intrigue you? or to terrify you. Either way, okay, this is what's going on in Piranesi. It's wonderful. So uh, like I said, I'm about halfway done and looking forward to finishing that book probably this week. Uh, I've, again, I've read Network Effect well into Piranesi. I have The City We Became and Black Sun. Um, I want to delve into the earlier books from Mary Robinette Kowal series and Tamsin Muir's uh, Gideon the Ninth before I tackle their two uh, nominated books, but I'm determined to get through them all as well. And that's not really too many for me. I read really fast and I try to read every day. Uh, it's a good thing to do right before I go to sleep. It kind of turns my mind down a little bit. Down is not the right word. It, it shifts my brain's focus to something creative and not dire and practical. <laughs> anyway, so to cast an actual vote for the Hugo Awards, I know I said that these are reader votes, but you actually do have to be a member of Worldcon in order to vote. This year, that means you'd have to pay a minimum of $50 for a supporting membership with Discon. So I'm going to host my own Hugo Best Novel Vote for all of you participating with me, and it will be free to vote. I'll get a poll up in the next month or so on my website so you can choose the work that you like the best and then we'll have an official announcement and awards ceremony here on the podcast as a live stream to celebrate all the nominees, consume adult beverages live on the air, and generally make idiots of ourselves um, if you're up for that. Uh, I'll also work it out so that I can take calls and questions live, so that should be that should be a party and a half. If you can only read one or two of the nominees before December, go ahead and do that, and then just pop in a vote for the one that you chose, okay? Get reading. I'm going to finish Piranesi this week, like I said, and get started on N.K. Jemison's book, or maybe Rebecca Roanhorse's, depending on how I feel, and I'm going to get those uh, other books in Mary Robinette Kowal's series queued up uh, for myself, and we will see where we go. I'm pretty excited to pack this into my schedule, because I'm always happy to read really good sci-fi and fantasy. Alrighty, that's our podcast for today. Thanks for hanging out with me. I hope you drop by next week. We'll be talking about paying markets for fiction writers. I'll see you then. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. We post new content every Thursday, so don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. 